Welcome to the Soulful Summit Podcast, a journey to your higher self. I'm your host, Haley Peel, a life coach and pharmacist, where I will help you elevate your self-care, reclaim your energy, and align with your true north. We will chat about holistic living, adventure, raising your energetic vibration, and how to connect with your higher self. Let's dive in. life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. I believe in this discomfort and life's obstacles, we can find meaning and experience transformation. Eight years ago, I walked into the Grand Canyon for a 42 mile through hike and 28 hours later emerged with swollen, blistered feet, a broken spirit, and a fear of living adventurously. Ultimately, this experience woke me up and inspired me to run an Ironman, climbed 18,000 feet in the Himalayas and returned to the 42-mile Grand Canyon rim-to-rim-to-rim hike. While I chased the next adventure, I yearned for that feeling of aliveness in daily life. I'm learning that aliveness feeling can be felt every day, not just on a mountaintop. I believe there is an inner adventurer within all of us, and that is why I wanted to create a show called Every Day is an Adventure. This show is about how difficult outdoor experiences cultivate resilience and build inner strength and mindfulness to help us live our best life. It's about how outdoor adventure challenges teach us to overcome obstacles in our daily lives and how they cultivate presence. It's choosing to see these challenges as opportunities and allowing ourselves the space for introspection and transformation. It's finding a balance between stretching ourselves and being content and truly present each day. I want to empower you to awaken your inner adventurer, and every week I will share adventures of my own and others to help you step into your own adventure-inspired life. We'll talk about ways to find that balance of stretching yourself to reach new potential, but also being more present and content every day. This is a space created to encourage and inspire you and to offer actionable tips each week to help you awaken your inner adventurer. My name is Haley Peel, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey guys, I'm your host, Haley Peel, and welcome to episode 14 of Every Day is an Adventure. In this episode, I talk with Angara Mortaboy. Angara lives, lives in Hokkaido, Japan, where she is a health coach and is an avid backcountry snowboarder, hiker, mountain biker, and kite surfer. We chat about how snowboarding helps her mental health and how the risks of backcountry snowboarding helps her be more grateful and present in her life each day. Without further ado, here is Angarad Mortboy. Tell me a little bit about yourself and what drew you to the world of endurance sports. So a little bit about me. Um, I'm originally from Wales in the UK. Um, that's where my name comes from, Angharad. Um, it's Welsh. Uh, I currently live in Hokkaido in Japan in a place called Niseko. And um, I'm uh, big into snowboarding and backcountry um, adventuring with that. And I have probably 
been drawn to winter sports since I was well I think I was on skis when I was 18 months old I was really lucky yeah so I come from a, a, a sort of a, my school used to go skiing so yeah I've always had a bit of a love affair with it and then I started doing seasons and those seasons have ended up me uh, living in Japan for the last couple of years all year round so it's been yeah it's been amazing and the great thing about um, Japan is it's quite a safe environment. There's still the dangers that you have of going back country, but we don't have the huge terrain that we do that you have in like North America or Europe. So it actually makes it quite accessible. I have always been really fascinated with uh, backcountry skiing, backcountry snowboarding. Uh, it just always looks super adventurous and uh, just that element of kind of the unknown to me seems um, to add some exciting adventure to it. Would you agree or? What is yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And especially because now the, the resort that, so I live between three resorts. So I'm really lucky where I live. One of the main resorts and one of the reasons I came here seven years ago um, is becoming really popular now. It, we're definitely on the map and the popularity is growing. So for me, it's really no longer about the resort skiing. It doesn't really push my buttons anymore because the resorts are getting busier. So it's been that natural migration as such to just go and find out what's out there. And there's so much terrain here that's not really anyone out there. So um, yeah, I love it. I love the the feeling of that adventure as you say and also just the quietness that you have when it's just you and a couple of friends and your boards and snowshoes so oh yeah it totally sounds like you're I mean you're in, I'm sure this beautiful scenery and then just totally like dropped into uh, the present moment I'm sure you have to be very kind of like on the ball with what you're doing kind of like like really zoned in in the flow so can you tell me about um maybe an experience that you had that was uh, maybe a little scary and how um, you move through that fear? Yeah, so this is actually probably uh, when I used to tour in Europe. Um, so I actually used to do ski touring when I was in my early, early 20s in Europe. And um, it was actually out the back of um, Espeskeli and uh, near Lourdes, uh, sorry, Val d'Isère in France. Um, France is really like super avalanche-y. <laughs> it's, um, it's probably, yeah, I think they have quite a high percentage of avalanche deaths over there. And um, it, we were out and we're quite a young crew. So, of course, we were all being sort of loud and just chatting and not really paying much attention to what the train was doing. And um, one of my friends actually set a slab off below us. Um, oh, he actually traversed across below the group. And as he traversed across, because he was trying to talk to another one of our friends, he set a big slab off and managed to ride out of it. It was just a, one of those moments that we were all just stood on top of this slab breaking underneath us only about a meter away from us and we were all so lucky but it really brought it back to us that if we had just been a little bit lower or if we'd taken a different path that it could have set off with all 10 of us on the slab oh my gosh so what was what was going through your mind but it was just one of those like oh shit moments where you're like 
that that 100% could have taken all 10 of us if we were a little bit further down. And our friend, luckily, he set it. And as he set it, he bombed it. He just literally rode. He just put his skis down and just rode out of it. But that is nuts. When you're actually out on the mountain, like what is that? Um, what does that feel like? Do you find yourself? I just I'm imagining like a, a flow state where you're just kind of like totally dropped in in the moment and and like all the other stuff just kind of goes away and you're fully present. But tell me what that's that's like for you when you're when you're on the mountain and you're kind of engaged in that sport. And then how has that translated into your daily life? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah, so uh, I like I like the way you say a flow state. That's quite true. Um, I think with any sort of, um, even though it's a group activity, but it is a solo sport in a way, or because you are, you know, it's just you snowboarding or skiing down a face. Um, I think for me, it's it has been huge to my mental health over the the past. 10 years that I've been um, doing seasons um, I used to work in quite a high uh, high stress customer facing so I used to work for high-end hotels here and I used to work with a really high-end um, guests who expect you know a lot which is fair enough because they're paying a lot <laughs> sure. um, so for me it's like a meditative meditative sorry sort of space for me getting out there and just being out in the quiet and just moving your body. And I think there's no other feeling than coming down an untracked face that has had no one else go down there, apart from the bunny and bear. But uh, it's afterward, it's like riding down that face and just feeling that sort of freedom is the reason, well, it's the reason I snowboard really. And it's the reason I go and do the the hiking that we do it's uh yeah it's really I just can't explain it it's, I think for me it's been a huge um benefit for my mental health and I know days that I would be at work and I'd be super stressed and I'd have days where I couldn't get out and ride and it would totally put me in such a weird mood but then the minute I got out there and because it's even sometimes you'll be like oh I really want to go riding but I've got all this stuff to do and then you won't go riding and then you get into this really weird funk because then you get really demotivated and everything feels like a, like it's a, a chore. But then the minute you get out there, you're just like, oh my God, this is what I needed. <laughs> this is exactly what I needed. And, you know, you can even get that from just resort riding as well. Like you'll probably know yourself when you're going down a, a face in resort. It's still so much fun. And just really clears your your thoughts out because you're really just concentrating on the moment and the way you're flowing down that mountain oh yeah it's beautiful so I'm sure and and you've already kind of talked a little bit about um, avalanches too and have you have you felt fear on the mountain before and how how have you moved through that yeah so I think last year so last year was a really big uh, snowfall here like it was huge we had over two meters throughout the season uh, two or three meters I think we had overall uh, in the season and because of that it came with its own sort of um, 
issues when we got to spring because there was like big cracks and stuff um but last year it was um it just made us realize it was like there was a lot of um the year before there was a lot of avalanches in Honshu and lower down and the, there was a few deaths from that and then this year again there was another um set of big avalanches in January or February I think and that killed a few more people down in um, Honshu and also there was a few people killed up in Hokkaido where we live um so that really brought it home to us that it's you know it's not as safe as people think it is and um, that actually pushed us to go and get our avalanche, um, to go and renew our avalanche training. What came up for me as you were talking about that, at least in the, the West, death is not like thought about or talked about. Whereas I think um, I was reading this book, uh, The Comfort Crisis, and I was talking about in other cultures where they actually think about death on a regular basis and that it actually helps them um, let go of things that aren't really important and helps you focus more on what is important and how it's, you know, each day is a gift and um, you kind of let go of the things that maybe would, would bother, you know, a lot of people, it just kind of brings it to the forefront. And I think that's just an interesting perspective or or, or point, I think, to bring out and like, you know, the backcountry snowboarding and endurance sports or like mountaineering or things like that, where, the weather elements can definitely be riskier and it's, I don't know, it's like that balance of, you know, it's not, not to be reckless, right. But to kind of push yourself if for, if that's, you know, something that interests you and to kind of help, I don't know, it helps you kind of put in perspective, you know, how precious life is and how grateful, you know, we are to be alive. Um, at the same time, makes you feel alive that you are kind of in those elements. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just kind of, an interesting way to, to look at it. So I've, um, once I was reading that, I have kind of contemplated that just like, cause it's, I think it's easy to kind of get into this like autopilot or this point of life where you're just, um, you're kind of wrapped up in the, the little things or small things that maybe aren't, um, that are kind of causing anxiety or stress or whatnot. And it's, I've just started asking myself like, okay, if this is my last day, would I be wanting to think about this or be worried about it? And, and it's like, no, I don't. And I'm able to kind of release it a lot, a lot faster um, than maybe it, than I would have otherwise. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. And that's an amazing way to put it, you know, really what I heard you say was that, you know, everything in balance. So there is the risk of going out there, but, you know, if you are prepared and you're ready for it, it can be some of the most amazing experiences and it really puts life into perspective in that aspect of if we don't take, if we don't live life and we don't live life in a balanced way, then we're just going to always be living in some sort of fear of what we could have done or what we've missed in that sort of aspect. And I think um, like Japan, and I love the Japanese for this, and I'm not sure if it's because of there's a lot of natural disasters here um with regards to weather weather disasters that they have a lot of um there's so many earthquakes here it's crazy but they have such a healthy relationship to life and death um and they have a beautiful festival here actually called um oh well it's a holiday that they have called oban and that um every week in august all families get together and they um go and visit the graves of their uh, relatives that have passed and they talk about their relatives 
and they sort of remember who they were and tell stories about them and it's a great time they all take it as an opportunity and most um, businesses actually close down for it and give their staff the time off and it's now just become a, a, a time for families just to get together and actually spend time um, with each other and I think it's just I think the whole sort of Japanese mentality is very much about you know you will die at some point so make the most of the time now sort of is the, the sort of mentality that they have and it's a great it's a great environment to be around and especially the um, industry that I've worked in I've worked in the sticky industry for on and off for 15 years um, I've worked across the world in that industry and um, I've definitely had my fair share of knowing or hearing about people who've died due to uh, avalanches or other activities outside of it and um, it never ever stops me from riding though it never I never think to myself oh well I heard about that guy who's passed away from an avalanche it just makes me more appreciative of that I'm still here to be able to enjoy that Mm, that's beautiful and I think to myself that person wouldn't want me to stop that person would would want me to keep going and to keep doing what they loved as well And I think that's the big driver in this sort of community. And as you say, anyone that does these sort of um, more endurance, adventurous um, sports, especially when it comes to such a way you're going, working with the weather as well. I think that's what drives a lot of people to do it. It's that um, that knowledge that they, you know, they can do it and can be part of it. Yeah, it's 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 living life um, to the fullest, uh, being aware of um, like limitations and risks, but not letting that fear, um, kind of stop you or, or keep, or keep you in the same place, um, mm. or keep you from living life to the, the fullest, whatever that may look like for, for each person. Yeah. What advice do you have for people that are looking to incorporate more adventure in their life? Maybe they're feeling that they're um, on autopilot or kind of doing um, the same thing over and over. Any advice that you have for folks that are um, looking for a little bit more adventure in their day-to-day life? Yeah, um, you know, really adventure is everywhere, to be totally honest. You don't need to go and climb up a mountain or, um, you know, go, go and do something as, as for some people that seems so extreme, Um I think the key is finding what makes you get your heart racing, what really excites you or gets you sort of into that, that feeling of being in that moment and not thinking about anything else. So, you know, that can be anything um, that can sometimes even just be going for a walk somewhere that you've never walked before. Or if you do walk every day and you go do the same route, just change it go somewhere that you've never thought of going before or another area that you've maybe driven past in your car or getting on a bike even just any sort of um activity that you thought about before or even trying a new activity that can be so adventurous um I went through a stage of like just trying as many activities as I could to find out what that activity was that really made me tick and I've done all sorts I've like I've done aerial, um, I've done boxer size, I've done <laughs> kayaking, I've oh, done, you know, I've done everything that I could have a go, whitewater rafting, I've done, you know, everything and that sort of thing, just to 
find what really made me tick sort of thing and I've been really lucky that I've been able to land on snowboarding and um, I do a lot of downhill mountain biking as well I do um, that as well in the summer and kite surfing if I can get out to water so those are my three sort of things that I've really found that just make me tick and um, I think that's just the key find what makes you feel adventurous and it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing it's what makes you feel adventurous and what makes you sort of get out of your own head and be present yes I love that out of your own head and into your into your body and just kind of taking what's coming in front of you I love that yeah because we just think too much like stop thinking get moving that's literally it (laughs) I love that I love that mantra Uh, very cool uh, well, it, was, it was awesome talking with you. How can, how can people connect with you? People can connect with me at my, um, so I have just started my own um, health coaching business and I actually uh, go under the tagline of Niseko Wellness. Uh, and Niseko Wellness, I've got a page on Facebook, um, which also links to my um, Instagram account as well, which is... Um, a dot sorry it's a dot more boy coaching awesome i will add those links in the show notes um thank you so much this was such a pleasure to talk with you today thank you so much for your time hey guys hope you enjoyed that episode here are the takeaways number one being out in the quiet and stillness of nature clears your thoughts and is freeing number two risks of backcountry adventure make you aware of how precious life can be Number three, know the risks, improve your skills, and choose your teammates wisely. Number four, you will die at some point, so make the most of the time you have now. Number five, adventure is everywhere. You don't have to climb a mountain to feel it. The key is finding what excites you and get your heart racing. Number six, find what makes you feel adventurous no matter what anyone else is doing and get into your body. Number seven, stop thinking, get moving. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I want you to know that I'm here to support you. So if there's a question you have or a way I can support you, please feel free to DM me on Instagram at Haley's Comments 310 or connect with me at haleyscomments.org. I'll be sharing episodes twice a week and I'm excited to connect with you. I'm also hosting a free virtual webinar called Unleash Your Inner Strength on October 13th at 7 p.m. Central. I'm really excited to share with you three tips on how to move through anxiety and fear and unleash your inner strength. Check out the link in the show notes to sign up for the free virtual workshop. I'll talk to you soon. As a busy woman in the corporate world, I experienced success in the traditional sense, a good job, a house, friends, and family, my dog Fitzroy. I had a lot to be grateful for, yet something still felt off. I felt like I was just going through the motions without any real sense of purpose or fulfillment. I struggled to find work-life balance. I felt like I was always on the go, juggling multiple responsibilities. I had lost touch with who I really am and what truly makes me happy. I was living on autopilot. What do you do if you feel overwhelmed and exhausted all the time, like you're constantly running on empty? What do you do if you can't seem to switch off and just relax? Even when you do have downtime, your mind is still racing with work and family worries. 
If you feel this way, you're not alone and this is completely normal. It's why I designed a quiz to help busy, successful career women in their 30s and 40s who feel their life force is being drained, prioritize their self-care and reclaim their energy by knowing their unique self-care style. When you finish the quiz, you get your tailor-made results sent directly to your inbox. Just click the link in the podcast show notes to take your free quiz to find out what is your unique self-care style.